Today's advanced training. I love, I, I, I love um, this time also. I mean, I love hearing from the top producers, but it's my heart to teach. Uh, I, I love it. I love it watching somebody get their, you know, their light bulb get turned on and, and there's a revelation that comes about. And uh, one of the things we're sharing today is, well, what we're going to talk about today is this. Financial independence engine. What I'm going to show you today, we, a lot of people that come on board with us come on board in a part-time capacity. They're working full-time jobs, and they can't walk away from that just yet without getting this up and going. A lot of people do that, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but we also have a lot of people that, over the course of time, will shift into full-time with us. Uh, and I know for certain uh, what I'm going to show you today, uh, Mike and Michelle Alleman, we hear from the Allemans all the time. Uh, when they first got started, it was Michelle that got started. Mike was making a six-figure job at the University of Houston heading up IT down there. Uh, and he couldn't just step away from that six-figure job. Uh, it took a little bit. But we sat down. I know he sat down with Andy. He sat down with me on a regular basis. And we looked at what I'm going to show you today. And, and so we were strategic about him walking away from that job. And when he did, we knew it was the right time to do it. Uh, and so I'm going to share this with you as well. Uh, it also applies uh, not just getting out of a job, but it's just good common financial sense that you need to understand uh, to be a business owner. Uh, but it's also, you know, when, when do I step out of the personal production field, Fitz? When does that time happen? I'm going to show you that too. Uh, so let's, uh, let's jump into these slides. If you're listening in today and, uh, and you're not watching this, or maybe you listen to the podcast later, uh, there is a, a I'm going to try my best to describe it to you, but what I'm showing on the screen right now is a board game called Cash Flow. Raise your hand if you ever played this game in a room. What a fun game. So Robert Kiyosaki uh, wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now he's got this whole Rich Dad, Poor Dad brand. Not all the books were written by him. Uh, I think he wrote the first three, uh, maybe four. And then after that, it's just different authors, uh, you know, attach themselves to that brand and they pay him for it or he pays them or they, it's, they, got, the, they got a deal worked out. Anyway, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad concept is and, and it's a story that he tells of, you know, he was raised by a dad that didn't understand finances and he, his best friend's dad did. And so it's just the, the, the juxtaposition, <laughs> love that word, of the different, the different paradigms, the different views of how money works. Uh, and so he wrote the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Maybe you're like that where you were raised by the poor dad uh, and nobody ever taught you about money. That was true for me. Nobody ever taught me about money. I, I brag about my mom, how she never made a, a big paycheck, but she's been very smart with her money. At 82, she's got plenty of money for the rest of her life. And uh, she was very smart with that. I don't think she did a great job teaching her kids that. We all had to learn it on our own. Uh, and so this board game is one of these games that helped me and helped my mind shift about money. Uh, it's called cash flow, and you're trying to get out of the rat race of working that nine to five job, earning the paycheck that's trading time for dollars, uh, and get into the easy street, I believe it's called. Uh, I can't remember what that outside loop is anymore. I think it's easy street. Uh, but that's really where your money is working for you rather than you working for your money. Uh, and that's what you're ultimately trying to do. I'm not going to get into all the details of the board game, but they do have it. Um, board game at one point I had it on my iPad though I don't know if that version is available anymore uh, it's a fun game to get together we have literally had a nighttime meeting here in the office where we brought in pizza and we had several of these board games back in that back building we had several board games set up several tables and we we're just all sitting around eating pizza playing this game it's a lot of fun the concept of financial independence engine comes from this board game love giving credit where credit is due 
We didn't invent this. It, it was inspired by this game. So we have this sheet called the Financial Independence Engine. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, on, you, you called in for the call today and you're listening, let us know if you need this sheet. Uh, if you don't have it, <clears throat> if, you, um, if you're watching this uh, live and you want this sheet, we'll get it to you as well. If you're listening to this later or if you're watching this video on our website right now, we're actually going to, you know, we got the link down below this video. I did that just like, like you're looking at the link now. Uh, we had that link down there where you can uh, uh, download the PDF and have this. It's a two-sided form. What you're seeing on your screen right now are both sides of it, but it's two-sided. One of them is blank that, uh, it, that you can have the freedom to write stuff in. The other one has, uh, you know, really more details of what you should be filling out in those blanks, giving you a little bit of structure uh, to your organization here. But it's just a game. I, I talk a lot about how uh, I'm pretty competitive. I, I'm, I don't shy away from that. It's, it's who I am. Uh, when I took the Strength Finder 2.0 test, I don't know if everybody has ever taken that test. My number one strength is competition. And I got done with that test. I was like, well, you, I didn't have to take the test. You could have just told me what the choices were. I'd have said number one's competition. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's not, it's not about winning so much as it is about the competition, though I, I love winning and hate losing. Um, and it, it helps me. And if you're competitive, even a little bit like me, it may help you to think of things more in terms of a game. Um, I think of everything as a game. Now, uh, some people say, well, that's flippant. Like I think about my marriage as a game. And people say, well, that's, that's, that, you shouldn't think of your marriage. That's a game. That cheapens your marriage. I and mean, this is your soulmate. And they start using all these words. I'm like, whatever. You don't know how serious I am about games. Like, <laughs> I'm really serious about games. I don't like losing. I don't want to lose the game of my marriage, you know? So 21 years we've been at this thing. I hadn't lost yet. I'm not going to lose. So it's a game. Like there's, there's certain rules in that marriage that I've got to play by. And there's certain things I can do for both of us to win and, and vice versa, right? So I see it as a game. I see everything as a game. Well, finances is just a game too. And if you, what, what Rich Dad Poor Dad, what Robert Kiyosaki found out is with the board game, when people played the financial game as a game, they were able to learn easier and apply it to real life easier. And, um, and it just made all of it more understandable and more fun. So this is a game. And what I want to do is, is teach you the game. Okay. So what you're going to learn here is you're going to learn what all those boxes mean. We'll go through the boxes and explain what all those boxes mean uh, on the sheet. We're going to learn the basics of playing the game, uh, just the, the basic financial independence engine game that we play. We're going to, uh, number three, you're going to learn how to use your assets for you, the assets that you have. We're going to learn how to use those for you to your advantage. Number four, we're going to learn the effect of getting out of debt uh, and show how that plays out in this game. And we're going to talk about how to get rid of your job or, or uh, getting out of the personal production sales world here and solely being on the, on the builder side. Uh, so these are the five things you're going to learn in this, uh, in this presentation. Let's jump into the, uh, the first one, how to play the game. So um, what do these boxes mean? Okay, this first box in the upper left-hand corner is override income. Override income is uh, the money you make when you help somebody else make money. Uh, the, the, that's sort of the loose definition of it. The, the more specific is you're going to make the difference between what you would have made on the sale and what they did make on the sale. So had you made that sale, you'd have made 600 bucks, but they ended up making 500 bucks on that sale because their commission level, you get that hundred dollar difference. That's override income. Uh, and, and be real clear, override income is the game here on a financial independence engine. Everything else about this sheet is, is related to how it affects this box. Make sense? This is the king. 
That's, that's the king box. That's what you're trying to do is get all the numbers in that box. <laughs> that's, that's what you're playing for. It's, it's kind of like that's, that's the finish line is, is filling up. That's, that's, uh, that's the basket. You're trying to get the ball in that one, right? So that's, that's the sole purpose or sole point of this, of this game. But that's what that box is, override income. Next box is monthly income. You see here you got job paycheck, NAA personal sales, rental income, whatever income you have coming in your life, uh, the, the, the income that's coming in. Uh, that's what your monthly income box is there. Your liabilities. Uh, we learned a few weeks ago that uh, in, in this meeting, that when we were talking about compounding your investment, that liabilities is really anything that takes money out of your pocket. Uh, so mortgages, car loans, school loans, credit cards, all other loans. The liability isn't the monthly payment on those things. It's just the total aggregate of those things. Okay. Next, we have assets. Assets are anything that put money in your account. So we have here listed as examples, savings, real estate, equity, other investments, other assets. That would be considered assets. That's what brings in money. Next is monthly expenses. These are all of the bills for the liabilities. <laughs> so you got uh, the mortgage payment, the car payment, the school loan payment, the credit card payment, personal loans, utilities, other expenses. And then finally, that's not the same as business expenses. A lot of people get started here and they go, well, my monthly expenses are kind of high. And I go, or are you talking about your monthly expenses or are you talking about your business expenses? Those are two different categories. You can't, you can't just glob them all together and blur them together like that. It doesn't work. Business expenses is a separate thing. We list taxes first. Get real close to this camera. Pay your taxes. <laughs> like they're serious about it. I have a relative. I won't uh, name him, but it rhymes with my brother. And he said, he said at one point, you don't have to pay taxes. It's against the law. I said, funny, if I don't pay taxes, they put me in jail. <laughs> it's like, I don't, if it's against the law, they have a funny way of not enforcing it. Like they're going to put you, you have to pay your taxes or they'll take all your stuff. I'm like they, they just pay your taxes. That's why we put it first. That's a big thing. Uh, next is leads. I, leads are a big thing. If you're uh, building a team and you got people that don't have a thousand people to go sell insurance to, leads are one of those necessary expenses you're going to have. You need to plan for it. Advertising, office space, travel, phone, employees, all others. When you're first getting started here, maybe you got leads as a business expense. You don't necessarily have all that other stuff yet, uh, but it's coming if you're building the business of what we're doing here. So that's that box. Those are the six boxes, override income, monthly income, liabilities, assets, monthly expenses, and business expenses. Now, let's learn the basics of the game. Here we go. Remember the purpose of this game. The point is getting the, the ball in the basket. The basket is the override income. That's what we're all playing toward is that end point. So let's look at uh, your monthly income. Monthly income is going to pay your monthly expenses, right? I got a job. I got rent. I got, that's monthly income is going to pay the monthly expenses. If you can reduce your monthly expenses, That's the point. You want to reduce your monthly expenses. So now what you have is a gap between your monthly income and your monthly expenses. There's a difference. A lot of America is like monthly expenses and monthly income right about the same. Or a lot of times monthly income is slightly less. Uh, that's broke is when you're breaking even, <laughs> right? It's worse when you're not breaking even when the monthly income is down and monthly expenses are higher. What you want to do is reduce your monthly expenses. So now you have a gap there. Your monthly income doesn't just cover your bills. There's a little extra. Does that make sense? So when I got this, when I got this, Heather and I sold our second car and we lived on one car for two years. Now we did, people say, well, did you have kids? They start giving all these objections. I go, no, we didn't have children. Yes, she did have a full-time job during that time. And she had to go to work every day. And, um, <laughs> and, and I had to run appointments. So we had to 
strategize. We had to think it through. But, but just, just the savings on the car insurance alone was a big deal for me. Uh, it was extra money that was there. We, uh, we, 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 we just skipped on everything. We, we had the, the very base package of cable TV. We, we didn't have all the extra channels. We had ABC. I mean, it's basically we had an antenna. Right, it's what we had, old school antenna is what we had. We didn't have the dial where you had to turn like that, but we we were basic on everything. Um, I mean, everything. We even went through uh, how much we ate out. Now we live. We when we first moved to Dallas, we moved to Addison, Texas. Addison is like the restaurant capital of the world per capita. No joke. There are more restaurants per capita in Addison than any other city in the country, because there's only like thirteen thousand people that live here. But there's like thirteen thousand restaurants. Uh, <laughs> right here. And so we were eating out just a minute, two of us, not no kids. We were eating out about 800 bucks a month. Just two of us really easy to do. And we thought, man, the two of us can go buy groceries for 200 bucks and eat for a month on that. And now we got 600 bucks that we're able to put somewhere else. Just any gap you can create there where you can reduce your monthly expenses and increase your monthly income. Anytime you have that gap, now, what we chose to do, some people in the, in the rest of the world, they'll take that gap and they'll just put it in savings. They'll take that gap and they'll put it in their 401k. They'll take that gap and maybe they're saving a little bit. What we did was we took that difference there and invested in the business expenses. We took that difference and we invested in paid our taxes. We, we invested in leads. We invested in advertising. We invested in office space. We invested in travel. We invested in phones and employees. That's, we took that gap and invested there. And what that led to was override income make sense? That's the basics of the game. So you're taking the money that you can find, wherever you can find it, putting it into business expenses that create the override income. Okay, so here's how to use your assets for you. Again, the game, override income is the game. That's what we're trying to get to. Now, you may have some assets. Maybe you already have some savings. I didn't. When we first got started, <laughs> Heather tells a story. She didn't know I was in debt when we got married. Uh, she thought she had $5,000 in the bank. When we got married, she realized we were actually negative five because uh, <laughs> of where I was. I brought it down 10. So, um, <laughs> what, but you may have the assets. Here's an asset that Andy Albright had that I didn't have. He had $190,000 available on credit cards. But I didn't have that asset. I mean, some people go, credit cards, that's not an asset. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it sure it is. <laughs> he had a, so his first year, he spent all $190,000. And he made about $190,000. He broke even. But the second year, he was over a million dollar income. Crazy. So what assets do you have? But those, maybe you have an old 401k. Oh, I don't want to cash it out. And I, they're, going to take, they're going to take half of it. Well, what if you rolled that old 401k into an annuity and took that commission now? And that, that's an asset. You just turn that 401k into an asset. I have known people that cashed out their old IRAs and just said, you know what? I'll take the hit. I need this money to invest in my business. Whatever asset you may have, there's one that most people are forgetting. Now, uh, I, I asked Andy one time uh, why he doesn't invest in the stock market. And he really doesn't. I asked him why he doesn't. He said, because it's illegal for me to control the stock once I invest in it. Like, I can't. That's called insider trading. And, you know, Martha Stewart goes to jail for that. Like, there's, it's, there's some bad stuff that goes down when you invest and then manipulate the stock. He said, but when you own your own business and you invest in your own business, there's nothing wrong with you manipulating your business. There's nothing wrong with you then taking your time and backing up your investment with your time. See, a lot of investors in stocks, they just put money in. They're not following it up by investing their time in that stock. 
But in a business, you can double down by not just putting your asset and your money in there. You can double down by also following through with your time to make sure that money performs well. Does that make sense? That's big. A lot of people don't think about that, but that is your most valuable asset is your time. How you're using your time. I constantly talk about how wherever I am, I'm there. You know, Andy Stanley wrote a book. He's a pastor in Georgia that wrote a book called Choosing to Cheat, which is an interesting title for a pastor. But he was talking about when you're working, you're choosing to cheat on your family. You're not with your family right now. You're working. And when you're with your family, you're choosing to cheat on your work because you're not with your work. And so for me, if I'm here at the office and I'm not with my wife and kids, I'm going to make sure that I'm not cheating on them negatively, but I'm here and I'm, I'm making the most of the time I have. When I go home and I'm with the family, I make the most of the time I have with my family until they're in bed and I pull out the laptop and go back to work again, right? Because it's, that's my time. That's what I got. And, and before I know it, I turn around and my kids are in college, Right. I mean, I'm looking I almost today. I thought, man, it's not gonna be long for my 13 year olds eyeball to eyeball with me. I think he's right at the same height as Heather. Now I'm going, man, when did he grow? That just happened last night. What the world? You're like, what's going on? So the time just goes just like that. But you take your assets, you invest it into, including your time, invest it in the business expenses, drives your override income. Making sense. Now, what I don't recommend is you, you have like, Andy didn't take $190,000 of credit cards and do it day one, boom, into expenses. What are you going to do, buy leads and advertising? You can't handle all that so you're going to get back. He did it over the course of the year, put that in. Does that make sense? The effect of getting out of debt. Let's look at how that works. See how this game's being played? Uh, you, can, you can just play this game. It's fun to pull out this sheet and just you know, write it down, and next month pull it out again and write it down again just keep playing with it. So effect of getting out of debt. Again, the goal is override income. So let's talk about eliminating your liabilities, getting out of debt. You pay off your mortgage, you pay off your car loan, you pay off your school, or, or what if you don't get into a car loan? <laughs> what, what if that were to happen? What if you don't have a car payment? Like all the other credit cards. I, I teach not to get out of debt with your first commission check, but I definitely teach getting out of debt. I'm debt-free. Business is debt-free. We don't have debt. And, and because I don't have debt, I don't have those monthly expenses that go along with that debt. Does that make sense? And so that reduces my monthly expenses. When you eliminate your liabilities, that affects your monthly expenses. It drives them down. So now you got more money freed up to invest in your business expenses, which grows your overall income. Follow it? Getting out of job and sales. This is the last illustration I'm going to show and we're done. Here's, here's how you get rid of your job. Here's how Mike and Michelle Alleman walked away from his job. Here's how they did it. <clears throat> override income's a game, right? We're, we're all in agreement with that at this point. I'm playing the game to build the override income. Okay. So when can I walk away from the sales side of this? When can I walk away from my job? Well, here you go. When your override income is covering your monthly expenses, that's your mortgage, your car payments, your school loans, your credit cards, and it's covering your business expenses so that you're not, you're not backing off of your investment in your business. And of course, business expenses are driving your override income. That's when you can eliminate your job or sales. Do you follow all that? Follow the arrows again. Follow this game plan. We got override income is the game. We want to get rid of a monthly income. So you can only do that when your override income is covering your monthly expenses. And your override income 
It's covering your business expenses when it's doing both of those things. Can't be short because if you're short, you're going to go backwards. If you're going backwards, that's not a good sign, right? So Michelle Allman's still in the field. So their override income didn't fully replace their whole thing, right? She was still in the field. She hasn't gotten out of the field yet, but she was able to, they were able to get rid of his job. That makes sense. And, and so that when your override income is covering both of those categories and you're still driving your override income, that's when you can step out. That's when I stepped out, 2003. It's been over 16 years since I've been active in the field. I don't go out and make sales. Why not? I don't have to. The, the override income is enough. <laughs> it's, it's good and growing and I want it to keep doing so. I hope this makes sense. This makes sense to you guys. Uh, it's just a game. I, I encourage you to play the game. I encourage you to play the game with somebody who knows how to play the game. Uh, put this sheet together with your numbers and present it to somebody who can guide you. If it's me, that's fantastic. If it's not, uh, find somebody who can. Mike Alleman can guide. He's done it, right? Anybody who's been to the city can be a tour guide of the city. Uh, and so we can certainly show you how to do this. Hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.